Welcome to US Rail Journeys, Series 3. It's been a long time coming, but with the easing of travel restrictions, I have been able to make the journeys I had originally planned for the spring of 2020. So far in this series, I have travelled from Miami to New York on the Silver Star from New York to New Orleans on the Crescent, and now I'm traveling from Los Angeles to Chicago on the Texas Eagle. I will then complete my 6,684 mile rail tour using the Lakeshore Limited to New York, and then for my final trip, the Acela to Boston. Episode 23, where we leave the heat of El Paso and travel into a very wet desert. We have now stopped in El Paso station and the first thing I see is one of the train crew taking sacks of rubbish out and leaving them on the platform. The station was designed by Daniel Burnham, who also designed Washington DC Union Station. It was built between 1905 and 1906 and was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1971. Historically, the station served as a transfer point for several railways. Today, the station's office space is occupied by the Texas Tech College of Architecture, which opened in 2013. In 2019, nearly 14,400 Amtrak passengers used the station. I'm on the platform. It is extremely warm. Needed a breath of air, but I didn't need it to be quite so hot. 95. 95, I'm told. At least it's not as humid as New Orleans was last week. They're putting a man on in a wheelchair. They've got some lifting mechanism. It looks a very sensible way of doing it. And as I said, the border is only feet away. It's so nice to be back in here with the air conditioning on. I must say it's a bit too cold for me in this car. And now we're on our way. El Paso, goodbye. Safety equipment aboard the train, please review that safety card. 
Also, when walking throughout the train, make sure you have your shoes on for your own safety. Uh, plenty of locations where you could injure your foot, race toes, especially between cars where they make your pinch points. Just wear your shoes for your own safety. Also, use a handrail throughout the train. Going up and down the stairwell, use a handrail for your balance and stability. Smoking on the train is prohibited. You will have another opportunity at our next station stop of Alpine for that cigarette break or get some fresh air. That's going to be in Alpine, Texas. The Sunset Limited Texas Eagle features a cafe. That cafe is located off the racing car downstairs. Just head to the center of that observation car. A car with all the windows. Head downstairs. It offers a wide variety of snacks, services, and food. It's going to be the cafe off the racing car. Once again, we've departed El Paso. Next stop will be Alpine. I'm going to thank you for traveling on our track today. Thank you for your attention. And have a pleasant evening. Alpine. We'll see you in four hours. Boys and girls, welcome aboard. She just joined us in El Paso. This is Maureen. I'm in the diner. At this time, I'm going to come through sleepers. Think of our passengers. Have your doors and girls open. I'm going to get reservations for dinner. I am going to start on this side in the 30 car, then I'm going to go to the other side. So as we're traveling out of El Paso, we're going through one of those rather dreary, sad areas of town. Lots of rather sick-looking cars, accommodation that I don't think is five-star, and then the occasional brick or cinder block house. In fact, there seem to be an amazing number of yards here full of cars that have probably passed their best. And now we're down to a trailer park. And don't forget, it's 95 outside, so not a day to be without air conditioning. Just past quite a major tanker depot, and then more and more ribbon housing of a kind that one's surrounded by pools of water it looks like there's been flooding here yet on the other side of the road ah, another scrapyard it wouldn't be the US if I didn't see lots of scrapyards we've moved out from the town now but there's still some rubbish nice three piece suite just piled up there we're now in a good agricultural part of the world by the look of it. Lots of trees, some fields with arable-type crops, and I've noticed irrigation. So there must be sources of water around here. Driver hard on the horn again. Must be a crossing coming up. I've just had a thought that maybe the reason everywhere looks so quiet today is, of course, it's a holiday. I'm talking to Vili, who's on a gap year. So nice to hear that somebody's on a gap year, and gap years are starting again. Because for the last two years, so many students, I think, have missed out of that wonderful opportunity to travel. Vili's from Leipzig. So, how did you get to the U.S.? Well, I took the plane. Uh, 
through Munich and I then to JFK Airport in New York and started my journey there. You were at JFK, you went to New York. Did you travel by train from New York? Uh, practically all the way. There was only one piece that I had to take by plane. That was because I got uh, COVID when I was in Chicago and I missed my train and that's why I had to take a plane instead. Can you tell me which of the routes you've been on? So I took the train to from New York through Philadelphia to Washington, from Washington to Chicago. I wanted to take the Zephyr from there, but had to take the plane to Denver then. But I did take the California Zephyr from Denver through Salt Lake City to San Francisco. And then I went down from San Francisco to LA. And now I'm on the Texas Eagle to Austin. Well, that sounds to most people anyway, an awesome journey. It's fantastic that you've decided to travel by train and see the US in the best way possible. So once you get off at Austin, you've still got some time left. Where are you planning to go after that? So I'm going to spend about five days in Austin, take a quick break from uh, all the trains. But then I'm going to go on with the Texas Eagle through to St. Louis, Chicago. I'm going to take the Southwest Chief back to LA. Then I'll go up the West Coast to Portland and Seattle. And then I'll go on to Canada, take the ferry to Vancouver Island, Victoria. Jump over to Vancouver. I'm going to be on the longest train on my trip, 98 hours all the way over to Toronto. And then from there, going through Montreal, Ottawa, Quebec, and then all the way out to Halifax before I go back to Europe. That just sounds just so wonderful. You're doing some of the trips I've done. You're doing a trip I really want to do. Now, that just sounds awesome. So, once you get back home, what will you be doing? Um, got about two weeks before I go off to university, <laughs> and I'll start uh, studying um, computer science. And then, of course, you'll get your degree, and life will take its course. It's very nice to talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So now we're traveling across yet another desert. This time it's Texan. Well, we're definitely out of town now, so I expect to see my next rubbish tip very soon. <laughs> Just past a hole in the ground with that netting that they put round to stop people from walking into it. That's health and safety gone bad. We passed through Sierra Blanca, which takes its name from a mountain just northwest of the town. The town came into existence when competing railways building a second transcontinental line came within 10 miles of one another in 1881. Railway magnate Jay Gould is said to have driven a silver spike to commemorate the event, and the town sprang up around it. There's been controversy in recent years over a nearby sewage sludge dump for waste products from New York City. That's an awfully long way to send your waste. And as I look out of the window, there are spots of rain on the glass. The population was 533 at the latest census. Ysalta was settled in 1680 by the Spanish conquistadors, Franciscan clerics and Tijua Indians fleeing the Pueblo revolt in Mexico. 
1955, the city of El Paso annexed Isalta against the wishes of the residents. In 1967, the Tiguas were recognized formally as the Isalta del Sur Pueblo. Just passing a cemetery and then a small township and a cross crossing at speed and then you're virtually out of town again but one thing that there is a mobile communications mast just beside the track after all we can't live without our phones these communities really are a fly-tipping paradise beside the railway and it's interesting when you see the housing and then you see the smart cars outside. Makes you wonder if people have got their priorities wrong. What is amazing is the vast number of tyres that we keep passing. It's almost as if all the scrap cars we saw coming out of El Paso, they took the tyres off and then dumped them along the line here. As we travel along, there are pools of water. I suspect that it'll be much greener a few days from now as things come back to life, possibly for a very short time, but they'll go through the full life cycle. What is interesting about this part of the journey is that once you've got out into nothing, it really does appear to be nothing. No animals, the odd stream bed, scrubby shrubbery, but at the moment no sign of humanity and in the middle of all that nothing a broken down rusted car the effort that it must have taken to get it there unless of course it's a prop from a James Bond film or something like that just seen a couple of oh, that's yours this time just past a small riverbed. A bit of water in it and a couple of happy-looking cows having a drink. In the distance, I can see the highway, the occasional truck, but probably five or six miles from where we are. And then when we go past the hill, we've got the valley to ourselves again. And that highway has now moved close to the railway line. That looks like a toll booth. What I thought was a toll booth on the road is in fact the border patrol because the Mexican border is very close to us. Another pile of tyres at what used to be a truck stop but somebody's repainted the sign to say junk stop. We got trash cans at each end of the cars by the end doors. Three trash boxes in the middle. Those trays by the window are not a trash can. If you could please pick up after yourself. Thank you. It's raining hard outside. There's a lot of mud. And I suspect lots of things in that ground just starting to feel the first hint of an environment to germinate into. Ladies and gentlemen, it is already 5.35. It is now cut still for the dining car. So if you have a 6 o'clock reservation, you're not late, and you're super early. So just hang out about 25 minutes, we're still getting everything ready. We've got a few to go, we're getting ready also. 
So if you're home at 6 o'clock from the sleepers in the dining room, ladies and gentlemen, hold on tight. We got a few more minutes. We are serving dinner on Mountain Time and it's 535. Thank you. We're just passing a tornado. Guys, a filthy, browny, dusty, yucky mass, almost like travelling through a fog. And you could see it, it wasn't a serious one, but you could see it travelling along with that twisting centre, throwing stuff skywards. It's like we're travelling on a murky November day. And underneath it all is green fields. And then some piles of rubbish as we go straight back into the desert on one side. But the green fields continue on the other side. Well, we passed through the area of the tornado, though. There's still a lot. Probably dust in the atmosphere. 6 p.m. dinner reservation. Kindly make your way to the your table already. 6 p.m. So the first of the sleeping car passengers will be going along for their dinner now. At the current time, dinner is only available to sleeping car passengers. A great pity because I think quite a few other people would really enjoy the meal. Quite a lot of people are still having their dinners in their rooms, seeing carrier bags of food being taken down to them. Others, though, are coming up to have their dinner now. The man with the microphone thanks the passengers and crew on train number 422, the Texas Eagle, which left Los Angeles Union Station on Sunday the 3rd of July 2022, bound for Chicago. The U.S. Rail Journeys podcasts are produced and published by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. Thank you very much for listening, and please join me again in a couple of weeks for the next instalment.